Hello, and welcome to the Fire Up podcast. We are Simon and Madeline Carrington, founders of Fire Up Ministries. At Fire Up, our mission is to restore marriage and family life in our culture by proclaiming St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body. This podcast is a place where we want to deepen our discussions on, on human relationships, marriage, family life, vocations, uh, masculinity and femininity, parenting and many other topics. This podcast is born out of our desire to set the whole world on fire with God's love so that every single person would know they are loved and created for happiness. We are so glad that you have joined us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fire Up, Fire Up, Up podcast. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Simon Carrington, your host, along with my wife and co-host, Madeline. How are you today? Good, thanks, Simon. Um, it's fantastic to be back. We've had a little bit of a break, um, but we are ready and, and pumped to go with episode number five. Um, the, our, our, our topic for today is holiness means being whole. Mm-hmm. Which I'm very uh, excited to uh, jump into, and that's whole with a W. Yes, so uh, uh, d- um, d- d- W H O L E, not mm-hmm. the hole in the ground. That's right. Hole is in like an integrated wholeness. Um, I am really I'm I'm about to announce some very very exciting news, and I'm I'm so uh, uh, so grateful for this. But we actually have our our, our first sponsor today of the Fire Up Podcast. And uh, I would like to thank um, t- uh, t- Therese Newen from Lourdes um, um, Medical Centre, w- w- which is in like the Western Sydney area. Um, she is on fire for the faith, um, and and um, and and she runs a brilliant practice there. Um, the mission of of Lourdes Medical Centre is to provide the highest standard of patient care while incorporating a holistic approach towards diagnosis and management of illness. They are are, are committed to promoting health, well-being and disease prevention to all patients, and they treat every patient with dignity and respect. So we are very, very grateful um, to Therese Nguyen and, and for her sponsorship of this podcast, and, um, and we would encourage you all to, to go there. Um, she's very, um, yeah, her and her husband are great people of faith as well. Um, so let's jump in with a prayer. Maddie, would you like to lead us in prayer? Of course. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for, for this time to delve into the mission and the message of holiness and we ask that we we may respond with um, that you may give us the grace to respond with courage to the call to be holy, mm-hmm. the call to be whole, the call to be one with you, because Lord, we know that our true home, our true calling is heaven, is eternal union with you, and we pray, Lord, that the things in our life that prevent us from remembering that may be washed away through your grace and your mercy so that we may be clear to pursue this mission of holiness. We ask our Blessed Mother to pray for us 
and to open the the ears of our heart to be able to hear your word and make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And Holy Spirit. Amen. So good to be back doing this. <laughs> so shall we jump in, Simon? Let's go for it. Our key concept today, so the, the point that we really want to uh, communicate through Episode 5, this podcast, is that you were made for holiness. Now, I know if you've been listening to our podcast uh, chronologically, you'll know, you'll know that um, some of these themes keep reoccurring, and that's because we really want to create mm. a very, very firm foundation of our dignity and um, our call to be saints before we delve into some really um, hot-button topics um, yeah. that can come up in theology of the body, which we really are, mo- we really want to tackle, and we're moving mm-hmm. towards that. But we just feel that it's um, it's so important that we have a really firm foundation in our call to holiness and our mission to be saints, um, so that we can clearly understand why um, the church teaches what they teach on sexual ethics and um, some of these Absolutely. key themes in yeah. theology of the body. Yeah. Okay, so. If we start to sound a little bit like broken records, sorry, (laughs) but we really want this message to be, you know, something that transforms the way that you live every moment of every day. You're called to be holy. You're called to happiness. Don't ever say I've heard this all before. Yeah. There is all, only the fool thinks they've heard it all before. (laughs) It is the wise person that is, that is re-energized all the things they already know, mm, amen, and they find new ways um, to live it out f- for, for that to, to really bear fruit in their life. So, mm. yeah, so get get fired up. This is it's it's just helping us go deeper. I, I think that God called um, me to this mission anyway because I need to hear it every single day. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's it right. never gets old. So, um, this idea that you were made for holiness, okay, and um, you know, we will delve into this little bit throughout the podcast, um, the effects of the fall of Adam and Eve, the effects of the original sin in our life and how that Mm. made way for sin um, and sin causes division and death and ultimately is what prevents us from being whole, Mm -hmm. okay, from being truly integrated in our body and spirit because when we have a disintegration of body and spirit, all we have is death. Okay, mm. but that integration of body and soul is really the fruit of living out a virtuous life, and that breeds life in us. That allows us to be whole. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what we we really want to communicate here. Okay, today through this podcast, so um, that you're made made for holiness. Amen. Any thoughts the, on that, Simon? Yeah, the the I mean, just 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 to just to go on a bit, the the integration of the 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 uh, the, 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 the body and soul is 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 like one of the most fundamental points of the mm. th- 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 theology of, of, of the body. That's right. Um, it's it's basically it's basically like it it is a re- re- recurring message that Saint John Paul II just keeps harping on. Um, you know, pre uh, or, or, or original sin, and they were in a state of, of innocence. There was a perfect integration and harmony between their body and their soul, mm. which basically means that you know their their soul or their 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 their, uh, their, 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 their intellect and their will. So their intellect being you know um, actually like knowing right from wrong. 
and their will is what what what, what motivates them to do the, to do the good that their intellect has has recognized sorry is is the good the integration of, of our, our body and uh, the the body and soul means that their that, um, once their will desire to do the good their body did it easily which mm. we, we we call called virtue right yeah. so we find it easy they found it easy to act in their body or act out in their body what they knew to be good with their intellect mm. right once the or, or original sin entered and concupiscence you know that that uh, that, that, uh, that, 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 that that disordered desire for sin enters the the, the human experience and, and human history um, there's a there's a, a divorce in the integration of body and soul mm. which now means not only is it hard to see the good all the time so we can get confused by not just what is good but what is the the the, the 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 greatest good at all times and then even after we sometimes see the 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 greatest good our our we we feel like this lag in our in in in, in our body right saying well I know that's the right thing to do I know that's the good thing to do but I don't really want to do it because it's going to take effort or it's going to you know d- demand sacrifice St Paul said it the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mm. There you go. Right? There's this, this yeah. This, sorry. I love, that, was, that was actually Jesus. Oh, sorry. St. <laughs> Paul quoted Jesus. Sorry. St. Paul says, and this is the one you were thinking, St. Paul says, um, the, 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 the good I want to do, I do not do. But the and the evil I do not want to do I do. Right? Gee, that's embarrassing. So he's showing. <laughs> well, he's he's showing that there's there's this tension, this 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 disintegration of what I know to be right, but I can't seem to do it. Mm. Um, but it, it's it's Jesus that says the spirit is willing, but because of sin, the flesh is going to be weak. Mm. You know, the example, and anyone that's done my th- th- theology of, of, of the body course will know. I always use this as an ex- the example: the 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 five a.m. alarm to to go to the gym. Mm. You know, we've all been there. We've all decided on that Sunday night that you know that's it. I'm getting up at five a.m. I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow at five. And that snooze button has just like never ever looked so good at five a.m. that next morning. Yep. <laughs> and you hit the snooze button, and then you end up getting up at seven and thinking, oh, "I'll try again tomorrow." And eventually, we we just we don't do it, right? But it's because there is this there's this lag in yeah. in, in 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 the the, the 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 disintegration of the body and spirit. And so that is what. Yeah. destroys the wholeness that God always intended us to have. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, like, virtue always feels good. may not feel good in the moment, mm. but virtue, you never regret being virtuous. Like, you know, there, there are, I have similar times. Like, I always say I should get up early and pray before Joseph wakes up. And, you know, I often, I often, most of the time, don't. <laughs> and it's like, but the times that I do, I never regret not sleeping in. That's, yeah. But the times that I don't, I always regret sleeping in or sleeping past that desired time to get up. So we always, yeah, it may not feel good in the moment, but, but there's always, this joy yeah, after. There's this joy after yeah. because we've 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 conquered the desires of the flesh. 
Uh, this morning, my alarm did go off at 5 a.m. and I did get up. There you go. Thanks be to God. <laughs> and I was like, I don't feel like going for this run, but I'm going to go for the run. And I felt great afterwards. There you go. Imagine right. how lazy I would have felt if I went back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the scripture that I that I um, want to try and use to help us understand this concept of, of being whole, okay, is um, John 15, 5. Very simple, mm. simple one, but there's a lot of depth here. So I am the vine and you are the branches. And Jesus did say that. He did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am the vine and you are the branches. So um, what is what does that mean, okay, in a nutshell? Jesus is saying, you know, everything that you do, any fruit that you bear is a direct consequence of being connected to me. That's how we should live our life. Mm. That our, um, yeah, our mission in life, um, the way that we live our life, our relationship should be an overflow of the love that we have in Christ, mm-hmm. um, through Christ. Now, this idea of, um, you know, bearing fruit in our life, okay, this imagery mm. is all through Scripture, this bearing fruit. Um, fruit trees, yeah, all that stuff. Fruit yep. trees, um, the garden, the garden, right, which we'll talk about later. And um, I want to just um, quickly mention um, in the New Testament, Colossians chapter 2, verse 7, to be rooted and built up in Jesus Christ, firm in the faith, right? So our, our faith in Christ, we should be so rooted in that 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 is what allows us to be built up and to bear fruit in the world. And what is the fruit that we're trying to bear? Mm-hmm. It's virtue, right? It's it's authentic relationships. It's it's this pursuit of holiness. We, we maybe we have we haven't really de- defined virtue. Mm. What would I mean? It's really it's I mean virtue is is a, is um like um uh, a a a a a good habit, right? Mm. It's a it's when um when we we we, we recognize the good. And we do the will. We do the good with ease. So it's yeah. it's, it's acts in acts of love, acts acts of, of charity, but it's 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 ultimately doing the right thing all the time with ease. Yeah, the habitual disposition to choose the good. There you go. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So yeah, this this virtue, the virtue, sorry, the fruit of being um, co- 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 connected with. With with the vine, Jesus mm. enables us to bear the fruit of virtue. Yeah, and and the only way to bear good fruit is to be is to be in in the wholeness is to be uh, c- connected with with our Lord. That's right. And the Catechism of the Catholic Church, if you want to read up more on the virtues, um, eighteen o three in the Catechism says that the goal of the a virtuous life is to become like God. Right. Mm. So we're trying to to, yeah, become as virtuous and as holy as possible this side of heaven so that we can prepare ourselves for eternal life with God in heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is always, I, I love this, and I, I say this in the courses as well, we're all made in the image and likeness of God. Mm. Now, you can't do anything to be more in God's image, but the holier you are, you can grow in his likeness. Yes. I think that's, that is just a, a really, really awesome point. That through by becoming more virtuous, by becoming more, more prayerful, 
um, more holy, you you can grow in your likeness to Christ. Mm. Awesome. Incredible mission. Now we've sort of touched on this, Simon, but I really just want for our listeners to, you know, give a really kind of a bold definition here, and maybe you can help us out, mm-hmm. on what is holiness. Awesome. So I I was asked, I, I, I did a, I did a, a th- theology paper back in, uh, back in my uni days on the concept of holiness and um, holiness quite simply means to be set up apart. Mm. Um, and really when we say that, you know, God is holy, what do we really, we're, we're not as much just saying, I mean, I think there's a bit of a misconception that like holiness just means that you pray all the time, mm. right? That's, that, that, that's an, an element of holiness is being a prayerful person, but it's but the 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 most the most primary meaning of holiness is to be set apart. God is is called holy because he is set apart from all of of creation. Not in the sense that he he you know he he set us into being and doesn't care about us. God is he's he's very he's he's intimately involved in in our lives and in in the work of creation he's done but he is not so we are we are called to be in the world but not of of the world Mm -hmm. right but like god really is is set apart from the world we are called also to become holy means to be set apart from the world we're in the world but we're not of the world and and to pursue him completely and totally and 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 fully. Mm. So really, we we grow in holiness the more we we detach from the world and m- 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 material things, and grow more at uh, at um, at attached to things to, to, to the things of heaven to, mm. to to the things of God. And there's you know there's so many saint examples you can go through. Um, but you know, there's saints that slept. You know, they slept on a bed of nails. They mm. slept. They wore hair shirts. They Saint John Vianney, I think he lived off like one uh, p- 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 um, p- potato a day, and it was usually for years of yeah, his life, and it right? Was usually mouldy, mouldy because he yeah. he cook one batch at the beginning of the week, and and you think you know it's like how do people live with with no this such a level of of hunger and and you know and uh, 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 um, uh, discomfort and and all these things it's because they were so detached from the world and so attached to Christ and attached to, to heaven that's like I, I don't need this stuff you know well I know um, Saint Claire of Assisi there was I don't know if she did this every Lent but I know that there was one Lent where she survived solely on the Eucharist well if you haven't made a made a Lenten Sacrifice. There, there, there's an idea for you. <laughs> Solely on you, because she ate nothing for forty days. I'm joking, by yeah. the way. Yeah. She ate nothing for forty days and survived on the Eucharist. Like, how much? How detached would you have to be? But how much would you desire to receive our Lord every day? Mm. You know? Wow. So there's yes, yeah, so many examples of the saints, and one that a modern example comes to mind of um, Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati. So if you don't know much about this man please do yourself a favour and get to know him. There's a great book called Man of the Beatitudes um, mm. about Blessed Pierre Giorgio, and he was just just quickly about him. He grew up in an atheist household, so his parents um, were proclaimed atheists. He grew up in um, northern Italy 
in the early 1900s, I think. He died in the early, he died in the early 1900s and um, his parents were atheists and they were extremely wealthy, very well-connected Italian family um, and very, very wealthy. And Blessed Pier Giorgio found, found the faith at a very young age and for this quick story, for his 18th birthday, his parents bought him a brand new car and immediately he accepted the gift and then he went and sold it and gave all the money to the poor that he was helping on a regular basis because he he couldn't justify. He goes, oh, there's nothing wrong with using the bus. And, um, wow. And so talk about detachment there, right? Like just, 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 yeah, so free. I don't like buses. <laughs> so free, right, to, to not attach to anything. And St. Francis of Assisi, again, like we were talking a thousand years earlier, this man in in Italy, okay, born to very, very wealthy, wealthy family, um, was, you know, had, had the opportunity to inherit his father's very, very successful merchant business and he completely, you know, he gave it all away to, to mm. pursue Christ and started the Franciscans, which are known for their poverty and their detachment from from earthly. All they own is their habit. That's right, right? It's the only, it's only habit, habit, you know, that, that the only thing they need really. Like, And then they're just mm. free to serve. I think, and, and, and I mean, and I want to be clear, right, we're, we're not saying it's wrong to own anything or mm. to have anything. Obviously, you know, you know, if you're called to re, uh, re, re Re, re, religious life or something like that. You know, you you take vows or, 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 or of poverty and and so on. But for the average person that has a family, it's it's not as much about not having things as it is about not mm. not being um, at, at 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 attached to to the things that you do have. That's right. If someone was to come in, you know, like you know, like if if anything was to happen, if you're car got stolen or if something was damaged or you had to give things away you know how how free are we to let things come and go the things that we use every day Mm. are we so attached to them that we feel that we need them or could we let them go if someone was in greater need of them or whatever whatever else right so it's more just about not yeah not being attached to the good things we have that's more important than not actually saying that you can't own anything or have anything nice. I, I just recalled a conversation I had with a very wise and virtuous woman who has a particular love for pottery and her love for um, she just loves collecting pottery. But recently she was telling me in the last few years she's been giving it away to people that she knows like it. And she goes, it's not that I don't want it. She goes, um, I, I love it and it's actually painful to give this away because <laughs> I love it so much. She said, but um, if I know someone likes it, I, I I make myself give it to them because I know how attached I am to it. And she said, and there's no way I'm going to purgatory over pottery. <laughs> right? And that struck That's me. Awesome. You know, she, and she said, she was like, even I've even had instances where I've had um, a particular broom that I've really loved. To use like it's just easier to use than the other broom I've got she said but I make myself use the other broom because I don't I really want to know who this woman is yeah I don't want to get <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to say her name she was like I, I don't want to get too attached to this particular broom now I mean on a human level it's like 
it's it's a natural thing to choose the thing that's easier to use or to choose the shirt that you prefer to wear, right? But that attack, yeah, <laughs> that's a sensitive spot for cycling. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to cycle the same few that are my favourites. Yeah. Okay. Right. You're so you're you're, you're all going to see a new a a, a, a new brand shirt. new wardrobe in for me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's like we, we can't allow ourselves to get too attached to these earthly things that really have no significance on the other side of heaven, right? And just wow. if we, Gee, this is this is challenging me. Yeah, it's a good topic. So um, just to reiterate that a little bit more on the Christian call to holiness and that definition of holiness, I just want to um, invite you to spend a bit of time with the catechism on this because there's quite a lot on the virtue of Christian holiness. And it starts from um, paragraph um, 2012, and it's just there. And I'll just read, you know, we've been saying everyone's called to holiness, but this is a teach. This is, a, this is not just what, you know, Simon and Madeline are making up here. This is a fundamental teaching of the Catholic Church, and you can find it in Catechism Reference 2013 where it basically says all are called to holiness, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Christ gives us that command when he says be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, right? And and it goes on there. So we don't have time to flesh all of that out right now, mm-hmm. but I do invite you to have a look at what it says about holiness in the Catechism. So, yeah, there's a whole section there which is really, really helpful. That's right. Um, yeah, and we want to try, you know, in the in language of theology of the body, we want to try and get back to that original innocence, mm-hmm. to that original plan for humanity that, that God intended for us, you know, before the fall. Um, we want to really try, we can't, it's impossible to get to that, get back to Eden, this side of heaven, because original sin mm. is such a, like, it, it, we can't get a, get around that. But I like the saints, like the example of the saints, we can try to live a virtuous life and we can try to get as close to perfect as possible. Amen. Right, yes. and um, again, just going off that that detachment as well. Um, if we if and that image of the the tree of being rooted in Christ. If we don't live a life that is focused on trying to um, live virtue and receive healing in ways that we need to by being connected to Christ, then I like to use the image that we're we're walking wounded. We're the mm. walking wounded. We're just walking around you know, wounded. And, you know, I like to think about this image of a, um, like, you know, let's just say on your on your arm you've got like a gaping wound, okay? Now, you know that we can't just leave that unaddressed, pardon the pun. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Un- unaddressed. Right, we have to address that wound. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I do love a good pun, yeah. right? So we have to we have to seek medical attention, okay? If we've hurt our arm and it's it's this gaping wound, it needs medical attention. It needs to be stitched up. It needs to be, um, you know, wrapped properly. It it needs to to be uh, to be healed. And the only way that we can receive the appropriate medical attention is if we go to a doctor, right? And so. With our spiritual life, if there's wounds that we have, if there's things that we're struggling with, we have to go to the divine physician mm. and seek and seek the correct medical attention. And that divine physician is Christ, right? Now, the paradox here, and I think this is just this blew my mind when I first, 
you know, thought about it and, and it first kind of hit me, is that Christ, we go to Christ. He's the only one that can heal us. He's the only one that has the the apparatus, so to speak, or, mm. or the medicine to give us the healing that we that we desperately need in our spiritual life. Um, but he is wounded himself in the sense of of his the crucifixion wounds, right? And so he is. We we he heals we, us through his own woundedness. Exactly, like we take our wounds to him, right? He is the wounded healer, and. What's so beautiful about that is when we show Christ a wound, he understands, right? And that's that's mm. the beauty of, of that being connected to Christ. He's the wounded healer. Um, so, yeah, like, d- d- don't be afraid eh, to, to take, take your woundedness to him. Yeah. It doesn't scare him. Our sin doesn't scare him off. I think that's a big, it's a big, it's, it, that's a big lesson. Don't, don't be, yeah, d- don't be ashamed to open up. Your woundedness to Christ, because yeah, I love yeah. That's beautiful what you said. He he understands it. Mm. He knows what they feel like, and you know what? If if you like, I have I always um, a priest told me you know uh, a few years ago now in confession, he said you know all this you know all the woundedness with your sexuality. He said, imagine yourself going up to the to the cross, and and you press. Your woundedness at, 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 against the wounds of Christ, and that is where the healing happens. Mm. So we we've got to get so and so and that means so in, through our suffering, by uniting the sufferings we have to the sufferings of of Christ, He will shine His graces and glories through His five wounds mm. into your five wounds and heal them that way. There is no other way to get healing than to intimately unite your woundedness with the wounded healer's wounds. Ah, so beautiful. So beautiful. So um, I think it's important to remember as well that, you know, why why be holy, you know? And I think if we look at the saints, there's an attractiveness to this holiness. Like holiness is attractive. Um, if we look at the lives of the saints, we know that sin sin is boring, mm. okay, in comparison to the incredible um, virtue and how they counteracted the culture of their time and that is what we should be aspiring to. So uh, also another reason to be holy and to pursue this call to holiness is simply, it's a very simple answer, because that is what you're made for. Amen. Like. We're called to holiness and you are made for holiness. You are made to be a saint and a saint is anyone who is in heaven, who is in eternal union with God and what more could we want? So why be holy? Because it will make you happy. Amen. It will fulfill all the desires of your heart. A holy person is a happy person. Amen. It's not to say that a holy person won't won't suffer, Mm. won't be called or won't won't be called by God to give up great things and, and... but but you can't rob them of their joy Actually, because Simon, their joy is rooted in Christ. I would even argue that suffering is a necessary part of holiness. Amen. So what does that mean? That suffering should not, yeah, like suffering does not have to rob you of your joy. In fact, suffering 
teaches you more about 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 living in the joy and and trust of God than than you could ever learn when things are all going mm-hmm. great. Yeah. So enter in. And we're actually um we're splitting this podcast this topic up. So next podcast, podcast 6 will be about practical ways to actually Be attain holy. holiness mm. and one of I'll from, just give you, from, from the experts yeah <laughs> <laughs> um well no from from sinners who are trying yeah to, yeah to, to um achieve this but um i'll just give you a little little taster we're actually going to spend a lot of time talking about how part of being holy is to embrace our cross so we'll, we'll unflesh that more in podcast six but to close this podcast, we just want to mention um, and discuss some obstacles things to holiness. Yeah, things that get in the way, okay, because I think it's no secret that we all desire holiness deep down, but there's a lot of things that mm-hmm. mask and cloud this desire and make it really difficult to keep as, as um, our number one focus every moment of every day. Yeah. Um, and I just want to open this um, great quote. Yeah, this discussion here with a quote from Pope Francis that I came across recently. Pope Francis said, "Holiness doesn't depend on superhuman powers, but rather demands a heart filled with courage, hope, and grace that strives for conversion each and every day." It's a great quote there, and I just want to highlight this. Last point, yeah, that Pope Francis made, that it's about striving for conversion each and every day. So, you know, we're not going to get to a point in our life, Simon, where we say, oh, tick that box, I'm a virtuous person. Tick that box, I'm pretty holy. Tick that box, I'm ready for heaven. No, up until the moment we take our last breath, we are preparing Mm. for heaven. We are are practising holiness and we are striving for virtue. And and you know and and you mentioned earlier that 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 our, our Lord asks us to be perfect, even as our heavenly Father is perfect. But and 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 I don't say this to 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 um to to uh, 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 to water down that verse because I as as Catholics we believe that verse just as it is written. Mm. Jesus makes it very clear. Be perfect. So be be as perfect as you can possibly be on this earth. However, um, the a a um a, like a, an obstacle we can run into, or like a trap we can fall into as Christians, is to fall into um despair when we do fall. Mm. So we we know that like Jesus has made it very clear. Our calling is to be perfect. He wants us to be holy. Now, why does Jesus want us to be perfect? Because he wants us to be happy. Mm. And he knows that sin makes you miserable. Sin makes you empty. He's calling you to the highest possible standard of holiness because mm. he wants you to be one with him and he knows he's the answer to all that you long for and all that you seek. Yep. Okay. He's not putting this, 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 the, all, all this pressure on you and this burden on you to, to perform. He's calling you to the life you deep down want more than anything. Mm. Jesus knows what you want more than you do. And he's just helping pave the way for that. But I think especially in, in, in the area of, um, of us, 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 us of, of sexual sin, 
it's easy to fall into uh, d- d- despair because we're like, you know what? Like, oh, I did it again. I'm falling again. Well, Pope Francis is making it clear. It's about striving. The word striving is one of the most encouraging words on this planet. Mm. Okay? Um, striving. You know, if you're ever getting down, just think of that word. I'm striving for perfection. I don't have to be perfect today, but I am striving. Guess what? You're never going to be perfect. But Jesus is calling you to strive for perfection each and every day of, of your life. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're experiencing, do not um, do, do not despair. Continue to, to strive. That's that's if Satan can sorry, I'm getting carried away here. But if Satan can convince you to get stuck in, in your despair, I'm never gonna get there. I'm never going to get out of this pornography problem. I'm never going to start, you know, living purity with my girlfriend. God could have loved me. Yeah, there's an, I'm, I'm unforgivable. I did yeah. it again. I can't believe it. If he's got you there, he's got he you. has got you exactly where he wants you and he's just going to work to keep you there. So make sure never, ever, it's Pope Francis says, it is not Jesus that tires of forgiving you. It is you that tire of asking his his forgiveness. Mm. Mercy is infinite and he just wants you to come back to him. Amen. Preach it, brother. Preach it. (laughs) Another um, obstacle is this. You kind of touched on this, Simon, but it's this temptation to think that sin is what we really want. Mm. You know, we, we can't see past the sin. Why? Because often sin is... In we know it's it's ultimately bad for us, but we think for a fleeting moment that sin will make us happy. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's our desire for happiness that motivates pretty much everything that we do, right? And it can even um you know with with this temptation to think that sin is what we really want, it's only because in that moment that sin is attractive. Mm right? And it could be anything. It could be giving into this temptation to gossip, right? It could be participating in that conversation in the workplace. It could be, um, you know, it could be that that temptation pops up on the computer screen. And in that moment, we, we, we often, when, when sin is presented to us, it's like something happens in the brain where we, we forget to consider the consequences. Mm You know, and we we're just kind of stuck in that moment, and we are attracted to that um, finite, fleeting pleasure that that sin offers. Yeah, right. And I'm obviously particularly um, thinking and talking about sexual sin. I think that's, that's right. where we see mm. this played out the most. Um, and you know, the Our Lady, um, Our Lady of Fatima said to the children in her apparition that more people go to hell because of sins of the flesh than any other sin Mm. and it's precisely because um sin we fall yeah we fall into the temptation of believing that that sin is going to satisfy us okay even for a moment but we know if anyone who um listening has struggled with sexual sin and it's probably uh, 100% of (laughs) of you listening at some point it's we know that emptiness, that feeling of emptiness that comes after, right? And, 
and just to just quickly to to add to that you know as humans we don't do anything because we know it we 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 don't see something inherently uh, that in 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 inherently ugly and evil mm. and think oh wow let's do that right yeah we always Usually. choose the the thing that we perceive to to to, to possess the the highest good Right, and one of the reasons why 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 sexual sin is so common and it's got such a pull power over our heart is because God created it to be so good, mm. and Satan tempts us by presenting all this goodness that actually is there, but he twists it and 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 uh, and uh, uh, um, distorts. Um, um, distorts the sacred sign of God's love for us, and and that's how it's such it's that's why it becomes such such a trap for us, mm. because with our sexuality there is there is a a great there's a great level of perceived goodness there, because God made it good, but He finds a way to twist it. That's right, and you know we have to really. That's why it's so important that we align the desires of our heart to God. And trust that he, you know, this, I think another obstacle to holiness is lack of trust in God's goodness, mm. lack of trust that God actually wants to give me what's going to make He's me happy. Father. Yeah. And that, that was the, the first sin was lack of trust with, with Adam and Eve in the garden. Eve, we know that Eve ate the apple or ate the, ate the fruit um, that she shouldn't have because the devil tempted her and made her believe that God didn't actually have her best interests in mind, that God actually wasn't good, that God was lying, that that God... Um, he was withholding something from with, them. Yeah, withholding something good from them. And so, you know, in, in, the, in that belief, um, Eve, Eve gave in to that temptation. And I think we could say the same about every, you know, we, we fail, every sin, we fail to believe that there's something... In that moment, we fail to believe that there's something better than what this sin is offering, mm-hmm. right? That, that that comes from trust. Yeah, yeah. we've got to trust that think, God's giving sin, the gift. Anytime we commit a sin, we are actively going against the law that God has given us. We're breaking the law. We're breaking a commandment, and the commandments are there purely to lead us to holiness. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, we intentionally break the commandment because we think. That there's something greater than the holiness God has intended for us in that moment, Amen. right? So, you know that l- lack of trust, and you know if we can offer, we'll go through this more next podcast. But really practicing our trust in God, you know. So even reading about the divine mercy, reading the diary of Saint Faustina, mm-hmm. learning about how much God wants to pour His mercy out is is so so important. Um, so that lack of trust. Um, is that temptation to think that, um, yeah, sin is, is what awesome. we want in that moment. And the last one that we have, Simon? Really, I think, and it all comes, we, we've said it all already, but it, it's just to put a name to it, it it's pride. Um, pride is is the thing that makes it makes us think that we have all the answers, that I don't need God. Uh, we, in a, in a sense, we make ourselves the idol we worship, Um Rather than God being the God that we love and adore and worship, pride makes us the idol. And then because 
we can't satisfy our own desires. We start making idols out of sex, out of money, out of power, fame, and all these things. Um, but that really is the 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 final point there. So the you know it's yeah who who is who is ultimately the one who who is sovereign over your life? Is yeah. it God or is it you and these worldly things? Who is so, the Lord of your life? That's um, that's really all we've got time for in in this session. Um, so we're going to leave you with that. De- detach from the world so you can attach yourself to the things of heaven. That's right. And um, please make sure that you listen to Podcast 6 when we release it um, on how to be holy. So thank you for joining us. God bless, God bless. you all. Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you would like ongoing formation from Fire Up Ministries, I would love to invite you to be a part of the Fire Up family. Please visit our website at at, at www.fireupministries.com for more information. For just $1 a day, you can have exclusive access to the content that we, we create just for our family members. We cover five key areas, singleness and vocation, dating and marriage preparation, marriage enrichment, parenting purity to your children, and sexual apologetics. Each month we release new videos, prayer resources inspired by the theology of the body, and give you access to a private portal to answer your questions. The Fire Up Family is an online community of passionate people who are dedicated to being disciples of the teaching of theology of the body and working on allowing this teaching to transform their life. For just $30 a month, you can join us. We would love to welcome you to the family. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. God God bless. bless.